This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC on location, Las Vegas, the Lord Tropicana. And we are celebrating the Gold's Gym Way. The way started a long time ago with Mike Epstein and Paramus, who is my guest today. We're going to talk about community. We're going to talk about what the brand means in Paramus. We're going to talk about Mike's efforts and his role pivotally, pivotally in the GGFA. Um, and, uh, and talk about uh, how you define success in life. And a lot of people define it different ways than doing a roll-up consolidation with a private equity-funded venture that they're on the road for all the time. So, Mike, welcome to Halo Talks. Thanks, Pete. It is a pleasure to be here, especially with you in Vegas. Yes. Me in Vegas now is a lot different than me in Vegas circa 2000. And one, so let's just say we've all made some progress in life. <laughs> just the fact that your eyes are open right now. Yeah, true. I think you've made a lot of progress. True. Yes, I, uh, I did used to buy bottles of Grey Goose by accident <laughs> at clubs in Vegas that had electronic dance music before it became EDM. I think I was, I was on that in the hip hop border from oh, yeah. a genre standpoint. Now you're a little more into the mellow hits. I'm into, yeah, I, I do. I'll go on and I'll say soft rock. There you, you know, go. Like, I never, never did that. Nothing before. better than a little soft rock. Yeah. So speaking of soft rock, you, you're from the, uh, from the New York area where a lot of that, uh, you know, emanated from. Yep. And, uh, Mike and I have now known each other for 19 years from when I first got involved in golds was in August of 1999. And you, preceded that by how many years, Michael? Uh, let's see. I think my very first Gold's Gym convention actually was 1988. 88. All right. 88. Nice. And we opened our gym in Paramus, nice. 1992. So, so we're 26 out, years in. Like in summer camp, if you go for like five years, 10 years, like you get like a shirt, then you get a jacket. Did you get like, this is your 30th Gold's Gym convention? I think I probably have 30 Gold's Gym t-shirts. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's about you it. Probably get, you, you can have your own like eBay store for that, I think. We no? could sell them. They're vintage. You can't buy them anymore. Wow. Yeah, it'd probably be hard to reproduce like a 30-year weathered tank top that you've yeah, had in Paramus. Exactly. So, Mike, talk about, uh, just go all the way back, you know, to, to when you, uh, where you're growing up, how you were as a kid, you know, why you got into the fitness industry. Obviously, you're a big sports guy. Yeah. Um, and just tell people your story because there's going to be a lot of, People that listen to this podcast are thinking about leaving their current job that they don't like and opening up something that's their passion. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and now you can, you know, there's a lot more competition, but there's also a lot more dollars being spent in, in our space. So yes, there you know, is. I want to encourage people to get into the sector, do things in their community, and not think of everything as a Excel spreadsheet and here's where I'm going and I want to this private equity venture, da 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 Sure, So start sure. from the beginning. Uh, from the beginning. Pick from the top. I was born a young child in Brooklyn, New York. I hope so. So I've always been a New Yorker at heart. And then we moved to uh, Rockland County, suburb of, uh, of the city. Grew up there, involved in sports. Uh, played every sport as a kid, but I always wanted to play a sport in college. And the sport I knew I could play in college was actually tennis. Oh, so I went to uh, the University of Delaware and played tennis. Wow. At the University of Delaware, I met my business partner and my best friend, uh, Art Carrill. And uh, we pledged our, I met him pledging our fraternity, Alpha Tau Omega. Wow. It was kind of interesting because uh, we stayed friends, of course, after school. And I got a job uh, working for what was Arthur Anderson, 
at the time, if you remember. They're now a censure. Something happened to them, right? Yeah. I think it was related to uh, accounting. Accounting. (laughs) The accounting side, the Enron side. There was like some stuff the partners did. Let me just get this right. They're an accounting firm and they they screwed up on the accounting? Yes. Wow. Uh, That was a problem. That's like double. The good news is I was not an accountant. I was a financial management major and I actually went into the consulting division at Anderson, which was a huge growing division. Very legitimate. In technology, has now become Accenture, one of the leading consulting firms in the world. Yep. I worked with them for four four years in New York City, uh, loved it, but then I always wanted to do something a little bit more. I was working about 80 hours a week. And you needed something more to do? I needed something more. That was not enough hours. No. Yeah. <laughs> I was working about 80 hours a week and thought, I really would like, I didn't think it was my calling. I thought I wanted to do something with those 80 hours a little bit more community-based, a little bit more giving something back. That's how I grew up. That's how my parents Mm -hmm. taught me. That's how I was. So while I loved the corporate world and I loved the experience and I was thriving in it, it was a great opportunity and great time in my life. Not married, um, no kids to go ahead and just try my own business. So Art and I had always talked about it. He was kind of, he was building custom homes. He was an engineer. Mm -hmm. So we did what any business major and any engineer would do. We said, let's open a gym. Yep. Okay. You've got a lot of experience for it. So, I mean, obviously, it's a natural inclination exactly. to, to build on what you know. What engineer and business major wouldn't want to open a gym? Sure, sure. But building a gym, you know, 30 years ago, it seemed like a it's, it was a little radical. Yeah, at the it was time. back then. It wasn't, there um, weren't many gyms, as right, many, for right. sure. Um, and what we did is we, you know what it is? We were both athletes, so we loved sports. Right. And we wanted to do something in a field that we loved. So my feeling was, you know, if you love what you do and you follow your passion, it's more than half the battle. Yeah. Now, when, when you did that, though, and you told your mom that you were going to be a gym owner, did she go back to like her Mahjong game and be like, my son's going to be a gym <laughs> owner? Hey. She definitely would have rather heard, I want to be a doctor, doctor or I want to be a lawyer or both. Right, right. That right. would have really worked. That would have been good. But a but, gym uh, owner. They were very supportive. It wasn't a health club owner <laughs> then either. It was like a gym owner. No, they were very supportive. And I <laughs> saved up uh, all my money from Arthur Anderson days. Nice. And uh, our family helped us. And we looked into a whole bunch of businesses, actually. We looked into franchises. We looked into... Everything from opening up a pizza place to a video store. If you remember video stores yeah, back then, this deal. was pre-Blockbuster. Pre? pre. Wow. Um, wow. And we kept coming back to sports. And I had gone to Gold's Gym as a kid. And I Which actually one was that? Where was that one? To Venice, to the Mecca. Oh, you went? Okay. Yeah, with my family on a trip. And all I wanted was a Gold's Gym t-shirt. And I ran in and got one. I was probably like whatever I was, Do 12, they sell 12, t-shirts years that old. say that? Like, all I have, like when they you go should. to Disney? They should. All I ever wanted. Or the one that says, I'm with stupid. (laughs) Yeah, I think that was like a Twitter thing or something. No, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, I've got my password on that Mm -hmm. one too. (laughs) So uh, Gold's Gym always kind of resonated with me. And there was something about the California mystique and bringing it to Mm. New Jersey, which is where I was still living in Rockland, but Art was from New Jersey. So we'd spend a lot of time kind of canvassing New Jersey because a little bit bigger population. Mm Mm-hmm. Something about bringing the California mystique to New Jersey kind of just landed us with checking out Gold's Gym. Mm-hmm. Was there anything going on? Give me that date, uh, the year. That was 88. So in 88, what was going on in the, um, what was like pop culture and, you know, like you had a lot of 
mean, we're going to go back a little. But it was, it was a like little music Duran Duran. Like Duran Duran. Duran. It was yeah. like, a, like, kind of a, M- like a lot of music videos were coming out of L.A. Yeah. So MTV maybe just started a few years before that, I think, right. when I was in college. I think MTV started with that first... Uh, the first music video. And a lot, a lot of those videos were done, like, you know, on the beach or, like, in, in Hollywood oh, or yeah. Venice. So yep. I'm just trying to think back of, like, bringing Gold's Gym at the time to, you know, the Jersey, New York area. That was, like, you know, pulling, like, Planet Hollywood yeah. into, it into was, the Yeah, uh, it was a unique concept. Um, there weren't a lot of Gold's Gyms back then. Mm-hmm. And there certainly weren't too many uh, around the East Coast. Right. But... Um, we thought it would be a great opportunity to bring a brand that had an amazing cachet from Arnold and, and Muscle sure. Beach and all of that, and something someplace we'd like to work out and, and put a, our little twist on it um, and bring it to Jersey. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So you, so you, you pull the money together. You do one Gold's Gym and Primus. You, you're kind of like in the middle of a pretty big you know, area that, that's a, kind of an epicenter for shopping and you know a lot of... A lot of foot traffic, a lot of a lot of malls, a lot of malls, a lot of uh, high density areas in and around here. Um, so when you started that one gym, because that was back in '88, you know, when people now come to us and say, "I'm doing going to do one gym and I'm going to get to one guy," we sat down with them like, "Oh, you have ten clubs. You know, what's your what's your aspiration? What's your op- objectives? I want to have a thousand clubs in you know in five years." So I'm like. Okay, because w- what do you get when you get to a thousand? You know, do you a get lot like, of headaches? You get a prize? Do you get <laughs> to money. have like a really awesome family life? Like, what mm. do you get? So he couldn't really answer that question, and then he modified his projections on how many clubs he needed or wanted. But um, talk about like what your goal was when you started, and how you decided to say, you know what, look, that's tempting, but yeah, I kind of like what I'm doing, and I and I'm instead of going outside, I'm I'm like keeping all that that energy and creativity and ideas inside of what we're currently doing and you're there every day so talk about that decision sure sure and you know the decision kind of morphed into itself a little bit so when we first got the gym like any you know kids who were still pretty young and you can't think you know you sign your lease and it's a 10-year lease with a couple options and 10 years seems like forever even though now as we get older it seems like 10 minutes yeah it does but you know, when you, fi- when you sign your first lease back then, you're not thinking too far ahead. So you're just trying to live through your first gym because we were opening the gym at 5 in the morning and we'd be there all day and we'd be closing at 11 o'clock at night. Right. And, um, and we actually opened the gym, just to clarify, in 1992 because it took us about three, four years to find the right space, get the right deal. A bunch of deals fell through. And luckily that all played out that way. So in 92, we found the right spot for us in Paramus, which worked out great. Uh-huh. Um, but kind of what happened is early on, I started realizing that the gym was more than I thought mm-hmm. for me and for art. So while a lot of people look at it as a means to an end, you know, I want to do a business, I want to make money, I want this, I want to have 100 gyms, I want this, right. that, and the other thing. To me, we found out that the gym became the perfect vehicle to give back and mm-hmm. make an actual difference in people's lives and in the community because we're such family-based people. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to be true to who you are. And the best thing for us when we opened the gym, and it kind of bowled us over because we weren't expecting it, was how it actually impacted lives. It became such a focal point in the community. Right. We started doing some charity work. I started some work with the uh, American Diabetes Association mm-hmm. in New Jersey that later morphed into a whole national campaign for Gold's Gym. And I found these to be the most rewarding things of all. So number one, you have to support your family. Mm-hmm. So you got to be able to make money doing what you're doing. 
But number two, this thing took a life of its own and such a different meaning for us that it became more of a vehicle to give back and help people and make a difference mm-hmm. and, and be that kind of gym, those kind of people. And then that be kind of, kind of morphed into actually becoming our mission. To this day, 26 years later, we're still doing the same things we've been doing. Right. So let me, let me ask you a question and answer this however you see fit. So you're going deep and impacting people's lives, and you're building a business that sustains not only you and Art's you know, family, but you know you got employees and you got personal trainers and everybody else. When someone's like, you know, uh, in this new age of, of, you know, what your highlight reel is or what your, um, you know, uh, I don't know, what your growth curve looks like, whatever, how do you, what, how do you articulate to people that look, look, this is what success looks like. Like, I know, I know you're, you're growing and that's all great. And, you know, from a capitalist standpoint, it's, you feel like you need to be part of that discussion. Um, so give us some highlight reels on your side of like how you wake up every morning and say like, you know what? I got this one club. It's awesome. We're crushing it in the community. People are getting results doing this deal with a hospital, which nobody else does, you know? So talk about that for a minute. Well, success is defined very differently for people. So to me, number one, without a doubt, it's family. So interestingly enough, and this is probably a very common thing. I met my wife at my gym. Art met his wife at our gym. Is past the statute of limitations on it's, this? Uh, yeah, we don't talk about the way <laughs> it they, went down too much. They no, members? they weren't. <laughs> it's okay. But it's, it's okay. all good. It's, okay. it's all good. It's okay. But the nice thing is, you know, from that, and that's why, you know, forever, uh, the Gold's Gym experience will be quite the phenomenal one gotcha. for us. Got it. Uh, Art has two wonderful children. I have three wonderful children. I watched the way my mom and dad raised me and my brother. Mm-hmm. And to me, without a doubt, life success is measured by your family. Yep. You know, whatever that may be to people, it's up to them. But mm-hmm. to us, it's having, uh, you know, thank God, healthy kids and family around and be able to help them and provide for them and give them every opportunity we can. You know, every right. generation wants to give their kids uh, a better opportunity maybe than they had, sure. or at least the same things. Mm-hmm. And we're very blessed and lucky that way That's to be great. able to do it and be able to do it through a business that has meaning. So the success on the business side is really all the community service. You know, when we're out there and we're able to motivate people and bring them to an event and Mm -hmm. raise money for a cause. Here at Gold's Gym, I gave a presentation about the work we've done for uh, Hurricane Sandy Relief with several of our other other Gold's Gym owners. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do a diabetes golf outing every year with some of our other Gold's Gym friends. When you can do stuff like that, and people come up to you after and thank you and look you in the eye and say, you know, my dad has diabetes and what mm-hmm. you're doing is very meaningful to me. And, you know, this is why I'm here and this is why I love you guys. And this is why I'll always be your member and support all the stuff you do. That makes it worth it. So so when people um, look at like a Planet Fitness model, they say, OK, it's a return on, you know, high volume, low cost. We go to like an Equinox that's like really, you know, high touch and don't want as many members, don't need as many members. And you're kind of like trying to get more into their wallet. And I've been using this term for since you and I met, probably like Gold's Gym. If you're in the middle and you want to serve the middle market and serve the most amount of people, it, the game that you're playing is like a return on relationships. It's not a return on assets, not a return on equity. You know, it's really a return on relationships. So like, talk a little bit about the people that have been with you, you know, like this loyalty member base and like there's a core member base that doesn't leave. Yep. And you know, with all the competition, what you're talking about is really important because I always say there's two types of relationships. There's transactional and relationship and relationship, you know, relationship capital. Right. So 
That's a good, I like that, I like that. You know, yeah. transactional relationship in the gym business, you know, is some of those other kinds of clubs, that's how they operate, and right. I, I admire what they do. You mm-hmm. know, they do what they do, and it's, it's a, if it's a great business for somebody, and it's their passion, or, you know, that's their goal, that's wonderful. Yeah. For us, it's relationship driven and it's mm-hmm. all about relationship capital and, and community and all those types of things. So we're, we're a very, we're not a transact. You have to make transactions, obviously, because sure, sure. you got to pay the bills and make some money and support your family. Let's come up with a descriptor but, you know, for like, like the relationships, either like transactional relationships or they're real. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just real <laughs> is, is the right yeah, term. Yeah, sure. So return on real relationships. Why don't we do that? R-O-R-R. That could, be a that, new, that could be a new one. Gonna roar. I like it. Roar the roar. A new kind of roar. New kind of roar. Like yeah. the real, the one like that's Katie, lasting. Like a Katy Perry kind of roar. Yeah. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I haven't been to one of her concerts yet. Me neither. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Let's move on to some okay. other artists. We know. Right. Maybe someone from Jersey, like, like Bon Jovi. Or yeah. Bruce, Bruce Springsteen's more my Bruce thing. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. The boss. Yeah. Um, God, I don't know how long. He's probably going to be 80 and still selling out He's like MetLife. He's unbelievable, crazy, and right? I've seen him like hundreds of times. It's a pleasure every time. He was, I went to a Bob Dylan concert when he was kind of tailing off, and I, it I wasn't Dylan. the same voice of, of Dylan. No. But, you know, so you got to no, get you like... Um, he was the original, though. Yeah, maybe it's just face value for those tickets. <laughs> How's that? So, um, you know, fast forward, we're at 2018. Gold's Gym's been now owned by two different uh, investment groups, going to a third one. You know, as a influential franchisee and, and someone who's been around for a while, how do you view the potential opportunity where Gold's is today and where it'll probably be once they get another group that really wants to, to drive it? Well, I'm excited to see where we go because the, uh, having another group in it will mean growth. Mm-hmm. Because of, especially if an equity firm buys it, which is I think what everybody's thinking is the direction we're going in. Obviously, we all know with equity firms, you have to get a return, whether it's a five-year return, well, a 10-year return. Return, return on equity, The real I guess. return. Yeah, I guess <laughs> the, that's the other the kind of return. return on equity. That's um, the five-year plan. And, and hopefully, they know they're buying a relationship brand. You know, well, we're, we're, we're a little gonna, bit we're unique. We're going to pitch it that way. We're Not a little, that I'm pitching it, but. Uh, I hear you. We're a little bit unique. Return um, on real relationships. That's the right. The gym way. So, I think it's good for hmm. us. I think growth is always good. I mm-hmm. think... Um, if they appreciate our heritage, because one thing about growth is you cannot ever forget what got you there and where you mm-hmm. came from. And, and I think in the years of different ownership, we might have lost our way at various times with, mm-hmm. with in the past. Uh, this group, uh, TRT, was very good. And they're, they're a family-owned business themselves. Sure. So this will be going from a family-owned business to probably a P type of business again. So hopefully they'll appreciate uh, us as individuals, who we are, the franchise base, which is has a lot of potential, a lot of potential. I'd love to see it reached. I'd love to see this brand get to, get to the heights it deserves. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's poised to do that. I think the market is kind of veering more towards the high-intensity training, strength training, you know, bodybuilding, a little more you know, building mass and strength. And if you're getting older and you fall and you, you, you went to the gym, you're more likely to be okay and just dust it off and start walking again or running, whatever you're doing. Um, all right. Well, it's great to have you on the show. I'm glad we've been friends for so long. Um, before we go, why don't you just give one um, little summary of where you've morphed the business into the relationship with the hospital and how that's an added value to the community? Yeah, I mean, one of the things we're working with is a local hospital to learn about a little bit more about wellness and medical fitness. One of my feelings, and we started this in, in Paramus probably about Five or six years ago, we added our own physical therapist, our own chiropractor, holistic Mm -hmm. health coach, and we're trying to get into more wellness services as we watch our members get older, because 26 years, you know, we, 
it's amazing. We have some people who have, were in our nursery 26 years ago, <laughs> and now, now they either work for us nice. or they're members. So it's kind of neat from, for being around for so many decades. But um, as the population ages, my feeling with fitness is that we need to start getting these insurance companies to get off, get off, get off their butts and Just start yeah, encouraging we'll... and incentivizing and mm-hmm. helping what's a known fact, which is if you take care of yourself, you will be less of a burden on the healthcare system and the amount of money that could be saved. Everybody knows it and the data's there, but really there's not a lot being done about it. We're barely scratching the surface every, as an industry. Every time I see a commercial of like some, um, you know, something you take for like cholesterol or you take for, um, I don't know, even like the anxiety or depression. And then they list for the last, like 60 second ad, like the last 40 <laughs> seconds is like, you're probably going to experience suicidal tendencies. You're probably, you know, going to be sweating profusely. You might start to smell. Anyway, and then at the end, I'm just like, oh, send the guy to the gym for six weeks. Yes. And let's see what happens. Yes, that would so be a nice disclaimer. But if like, you go to the gym for six weeks, you might not have to take this and you might not smell. And you have positive side effects. So um, There you go. Yeah, so... All right, we got the return on real relationships. I like that. Positive side effects. We'll have the to trademark gym that. Way. And uh, look forward to, uh, to helping you out and, and helping see this brand through to what, it, what it's going to uh, become. That's ah, awesome. Thank you, Pete. All right, bro.